Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. Hello, everybody. This is Dawn Champagne, the creatrix of this radio show, The Goddess Diaries Radio, as well as the blog of the same name, thegoddessdiaries.org. And this is kind of a somber, somber episode. It's going to be a little bit short. Um, I just wanted to get on here and talk a little bit about my reaction to the events of this past week and what a week it's been. I mean, sheesh, what an entire 18 months it's been. This campaign season has left me, as well as a lot of people that I know, feeling very gross. And I'm not going to lie, Wednesday morning was pretty rough. Please forgive me for going radio silent over here on the blog, (laughs) but I really did need to take some time and collect myself and my thoughts and just regroup post-election is, you know, calling back your power can be an arduous task if you have fallen, forgiven it over too easy. And in full transparency, I feel like I did throughout this campaign season. Um, In case you don't know, or if you uh, have not listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast, or you don't read my blog or follow me on social media, I am a Hillary supporter. I campaigned for Hillary fairly early on. I did I did look into Bernie a little bit, but fairly early on, I campaigned for Hillary. Um, and I really believed in her. I believed in the work that she has done. And I gave myself over to this um, idea that we were progressing as a nation, that we were getting closer to um, closer to smashing the patriarchy, right? I believed in Hillary Clinton. She worked so hard to get to where she is in life. Um, you know, just having dedicated herself to issues and causes that make the world a better place, causes that I believe in, causes that advanced women and men in society and that protect women and children and families. And throughout her 40 year career in public service, she's gained the experience and the qualifications and the temperament that's suitable for the president of the United States of America. And yet in a world, in a world, that is afraid of strong women, we didn't elect her. Hmm. I was really looking forward to electing our first Madam President, waking up Wednesday morning, uh, feeling empowered and confident. And anyway, um, I was laughed at by my friends for championing her, for, for campaigning hard for her, for supporting her, and, you know, hashtag I'm with her. I was laughed at by my friends, my coworkers, my family. It didn't matter, though. I still believed that she worked hard. She deserved to become the first female president of the U.S. And 
the thing is, I live in a very red state, probably the most red state in the nation. I live in Idaho. And so it's always been hard to be a blue girl, <laughs> you know, but um, as, it, as it were on Tuesday night, about it was about 10 o'clock at night, I started to become aware of the fact that she probably wasn't going to win and that all of her hard work was not good enough. And it pissed me off. It really pissed me off that um, she was going to have to concede this fight to a man who had no political experience, no diplomacy, a man who campaigned on hatred and vitriol. His promises included rhetoric that threatened minorities, women, immigrants, the LGBTQT community, the disabled, a man whose divisive language was hate-filled and incited violence at his rallies. And it was really disgusting to me to think that she was very prepared for this job and America deserved to have a prepared president regardless of what gender. Um, but yeah, but America, we voted we voted and we chose an undeserving, unqualified, unfit man-baby for the most powerful leadership role in the world. And it pisses me off. It, I didn't realize how deeply this pissed me off, but it pisses me off. I didn't realize how deeply the, the divide is or how, how scary it is for America to embrace feminist ideals or come to an acknowledgement that we live in such a deeply entrenched patriarchal, toxic patriarchal system. And yes, yes, this is about sexism because this was a race between an alpha male megalomaniac with a list of character flaws two miles long from his blatant sexual assault, bragging of sexual assault, of, of the way that he um, makes fun of vulnerable communities, vulnerable, the vulnerable populations within our country. You know, it just goes on and on and on. He's, he's, an, he's, he's just got so many personality flaws. And in the end, we chose this man over a woman who has done nothing but dedicate her entire life of, of service, of being of service. And yeah, so there we were Wednesday morning. And so I was faced Wednesday morning with my stunned, shocked, numb emotion. Because during the campaign, like a lot of people, I joked about leaving the country if the election didn't go my way. And so Wednesday morning, faced with the prospect of having to follow through on those claims, I had to consider it really very seriously. Um, you know, at the time, the idea of leaving the country didn't seem uh, like a like a reality. It kind of felt absurd in a way. And I never actually thought that I'd have to eat crow. But here's the thing. My fiance happens to be an immigrant. He happens to be an Irish citizen. He is a registered, excuse me, a resident alien here in America. He has his green card. And we have family in Ireland. And so our thought was we would just sell everything that we have here and move overseas and uh, avoid the whole Trump monstrosity. 
<sighs> but the reality is that once we began thinking about it, how much, um, you know, thinking about that reality, it was, it became evident that I can't leave. I can't leave. First of all, we have a really large family. Between the two of us, my fiance and I have seven children, five of, sorry, six of whom are adults. They're grown and out of the house. I have my 12-year-old daughter who still lives with me. Um, I can't imagine, first of all, leaving them behind. I can't imagine moving 6,000 miles away just to soothe my ego. <laughs> No, I can't leave them here. I, I live in this red state. We all live in this red state, Idaho. And and while I love the beauty of this place, it's a very conservative state. And I feel like there's a need for people like me here, not only because of the services that I offer, the, the services that I provide to my community, but my family needs me here. I need to stay here for my family. I need to do my work just like all of us do. We need to continue to reach out and do our work. And so as I'm thinking about this, you know, I also have three biracial female grandchildren here. So what kind of world are they going to grow up in? You know, what kind of world does this look like for us over the next four years facing this prospect or the very stark reality rather of a Trump presidency over the next four years? You know, we don't know. We don't know. But I need to be here for my girls and reassure them that that the message that was sent on Tuesday that that you can work hard all your life and still not get ahead because you're a woman. I want to overturn that message. I don't want that to be the only message that my granddaughters have about anything in life because they were they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. There was so much deception and lies in this campaign, and it turned out to be this 18-month-long campaign of, of exposing personality flaws and um, not really addressing the issues. And if they had, if he had campaigned on policies, it might be one thing. I might feel a little bit differently, but it wasn't that at all. It was, it was campaign of lies, lies, lies. And the thing is, is that we as people, as, as Joe citizens, Joe and Josephina citizens, we, um, project, we project our desires onto these heroes and we make these big, these big heroes out of human beings and their auras expand and grow and they become these bigger than life things. And, that's what I'm talking about when I say we need to call our power back. We put so much energy into the people that were running during this campaign, the you know, Hillary and Trump. And you know, how do we how do we cut ourselves off from that? Um, you know, putting our energy out there. We need to cut ourselves off. We need to call our power back is basically what we need to do. And so as I was faced with this very real possibility, you know, thinking about how we could move the logistics of how we could move, I was like, at first I was like, no, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. I need to stay here for my family, but I also need to stay here for my community. Because as a woman, as a woman and a sexual assault survivor, I'm really disturbed by the demographics that turned out in support of Trump. And the reason why I'm 
disturbed by it is because he represents the he's the poster boy of toxic of toxic women turned out in favor of him you know to vote for him what does that tell me about what does that tell us our society about um how deeply entrenched we really are in this toxic masculine culture and i don't mean masculine as in men i'm talking about the patriarchy okay i'm talking about how indoctrinated we are in these um in these ways that do not support women or children and i quite frankly i am afraid of what it represents going forward over the next four years what it represents for women everywhere when we have talk of overturning roe v wade and women who have abortions should be punished and i mean it's just ridiculous and absurd to me and i can't even fathom how that can how we've gotten to this place i can't even fathom it but here's the thing we need to wake up okay this is not a football game first of all i know a lot of people out on social media are saying oh get over it quit your bitching blah 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 but you know what we are sad this is not a football game we are not sore losers we are sad we're sad because reality is sinking in and the reality that our rights and in some cases our very lives have been threatened by the promises made on the campaign okay so we need to we need to dig our heels and we need to wake up we've got a lot of work to do and i see for me personally the work that i have ahead of me is to stay and root into my community and to be the strength the strong woman that my community needs that my grandchildren need me to be and i want to uh remind everyone i want i want to turn this around i want to turn around the story and remind people that you know what um no we're not we're not going to be complacent in this the story the message that was sent on tuesday that that a, a man who is totally unqualified unfit for the role would be selected over a woman is bullshit. hillary you should be proud of yourself for fighting a good fight you won the popular vote by nearly two million votes and you deserve each and every one of them and despite the fact that you had to defend yourself against this unfair and constant barrage of personality attacks over the duration of the campaign let alone the past 40 years of your career no we're not going to stand for i just want to say in closing because you heard the lady 10 seconds left i just want to say i am staying here i am fighting to let my daughters know and my granddaughters know that when they grow up it's not going to be this way. They can be proud of the hard work and achievements of their own lives and they can get ahead. So I'm gonna leave it with that. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. I love you to the moon and back. Bye.